This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from 11 to 1. Now, Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Here is Libby Schneimer. Good morning. Judge William Horkins is in the midst of reading the verdict in the Gian Gomeshi trial. The case has everything, a celebrity defendant, a number of women who came forward describing violent assaults and admitting they had contact with Gomeshi after the alleged assaults. His lawyer uncovered inconsistencies in their testimony and also collusion between two witnesses who exchanged 5,000 emails. There are five charges, four of sexual assault and one of overcoming resistance by choking. That charge carries a maximum sentence of life in prison. Now, the judge has been reading his verdict and he's been focusing on these inconsistencies. Here's a, a sample. He's still reading the verdict saying, it is the suppression of evidence that drives my concern of the reliability of this witness not her motivations in doing so. On the line, we have Joseph Neuberger, criminal lawyer with over 23 years of practice, and he's successfully defended over 800 sexual and domestic-related cases. Uh, Mr. Neuberger, welcome. Hi, good morning. Good morning. We do have a verdict now, and he has just been declared not guilty on all charges. Your reaction to that? That's what I that's what I sort of expected. And, you know, when I when I first learned that this was going to be a trial directly in the Ontario Court of Justice, in other words, that he was not going to have a preliminary inquiry, that I thought there was sufficient uh, evidence available that would undermine the case. So this is not surprising, given what we've heard in the case. What do you think will happen next? Well, I it's going to be a lot of media reports out in the community, and um, eventually that'll die down, and uh, the prosecution will have to move on to the one case they have left in June. Uh huh. There, there is some question that that whether that case will go ahead, uh, whether the prosecution wants to go through that again. Yeah, I mean, I, I am not familiar with the nature of that evidence, although I think it has something to do with a work-related allegation. Um, but um, this may have some impact on their assessment of reasonable prospect of conviction. And I probably would expect that the police uh, would go and speak with that complainant to see if there's any information that has not been disclosed by them and that they would all take a good hard look at it because I would be careful to put that particular complainant through the trial as well. So there's a lot of factors to consider. Okay, Joseph, let's take that call from Julia in Milton. Hi, Julia. Hi. Um, yeah, I have a few comments. Um, one is, first, I want to commend these women for coming forward and exposing the sort of the sexual deviant that Gomeshi is, and it'll help hopefully maybe keep other women away from him. And I also believe at the beginning when they had their first, when he had this, his first sexual encounter with them, I don't believe these women knew the first time that they were going to be abused. I believe maybe they stayed with him later on, because of the fame that surrounds him. I mean, look at that football guy that beat his uh, wife or girlfriend up in the elevator that got, uh, yeah. you know. And then um, 
like so and then the other thing i want to say is that uh, regardless of the verdict for gomeshi i believe that gomeshi needs psychiatric treatment to find out why he feels it's necessary to sexually abuse or to to beat up women for his sexual gratification to me there's something wrong here in in that whole scenario about saying a guy can take a woman and beat her up so like why is it hatred there for women that he ha that's the only way he can be satisfied is by beating up women. I would certainly agree with you on that, but that's not the legal question, I guess. No, no I understand that. But to me, Gomeshi is guilty in the fact that he, he finds it sexually gratifying to beat up women. And he does need psychiatric care to find out what is going on in his mind that he thinks that this is okay. Okay, Julia, thank you very much for your call. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. And we are going to take a very quick break. We'll be back with more of your calls and with Joseph Neuberger. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from 11 to 1. Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back. We have just heard the verdict in the Gian Gomeshi trial. He has been found not guilty of all charges. The numbers 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. I'm on the line with defense lawyer Joseph Neuberger, and we are taking your calls. Joseph, I've just been on social media, and it is exploding with this. And the theme, certainly from women who are posting, are saying, Okay, now you know why victims don't come forward. Is that valid? Hello? No, no, I'm, I'm listening. I'm just, you know, it's hard for me to deal with this because it's, it's, it's trying to reconcile the criminal justice process, and I almost wish we could take justice out of the word or out of the phrase, with, you know, wrongful behavior. It, 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 the acquittals are justified or well thought out and reasoned in this case because of the conduct of the complainants and the information that they did not disclose along with the inconsistencies. So he cannot be convicted. If this is a bar to individuals coming forward to report crimes, then, you know, so be it. But we cannot convict people based upon somebody's word alone. It is a dangerous step to take with respect to any type of offense. And there cannot be a lowering of the threshold of proof beyond a reasonable doubt because of the nature of the offense or the gender of an accuser. So that's my response to it. Okay, let's let's take a call. Sam in Brantford. Hi, Sam. Yes, uh, good morning. How are you doing? Fine, how are you? Not too bad. First of all, I have a lot of respect for women. I've been to a lot of court cases in Hamilton and Brantford area, and I listened to the evidence and the evidence alone. I also called the TV station last night, and I told the individual, I left him a message, that he would be found not guilty based on the too many inconsistencies that were going on during the trial. And I'm not surprised at all because when there's communication after the incident, like if I went to a restaurant and I got so sick from the food, I would not go back to that restaurant. So I don't care what the situation is, these women should not have had any contact with him whatsoever. Plus, they should not have had any contact with each other. Well, I agree they shouldn't have had contact with each other, but I really don't think it is for us to judge any kind of pretty strange behavior after 
an assault, in this case an alleged assault, something happened there. So I, I just don't think that's for us to judge. Well, be- that, well, that's how the decision is made, based on the evidence that is presented from both sides. You, well, have, to well, go, you have to go by the evidence. The evidence was discounted because of inconsistencies, not because they did things after the fact that looked strange to us, like writing love letters or, or whatever it was. I, I think that's an important point to be made. Well, my my situation is if you're, it's very very easy to tell the truth. It's harder when you're on the stand. The truth comes out no matter how many times you say it. But when you have to change your story or you don't remember certain things or certain times, that's very important. Okay. You have to be precise when you're in when you're on trial, especially when you're taking a stand. Sam, thanks for your call. Okay, thank you, uh, Joseph. Again, yeah. on social media, and it's, it really seems to be polarized by gender. You know, the women are saying this is why victims don't come forward. The men are saying, right on. Does yeah. that disturb you? It does, because I think it's a, a general misunderstanding of, uh, of the, the criminal process and, you know, what we have as, as a justice system in Canada. Uh, and it, it shouldn't be that way because, again, this is – this is one stark example because of the high-profile nature. If this was a guy who had been working at McDonald's, we, this would have never been in the public. So we wouldn't get this type of response. And these are cases that go on all the time. So you cannot make broad-brush um, sort of opinions uh, based upon one particular case. You have well, to I, you hit on something whole. there. Joseph, the fact that this is a so-called celebrity trial. Yeah. So is there a different standard? Do celebrities get different justice? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. This is why, you you know, I have other cases, and I've had other cases with tons of inconsistencies and after-the-fact conduct, which undermine the evidence of the complainant. And I, I open my brief to the Crown, and they withdraw. That happens a lot. This case, it would not have happened because the public needed a public airing of this case. Had the Crown decided to withdraw because they found out of all this stuff afterward and all the inconsistencies and they withdrew, then the public sentiment would be, well, there's a different justice for somebody who's a celebrity and rich. So this was one that had to go to trial. But he was judged in the exact same way that any other individual would come forward. The evidence was assessed exactly the same. It made no difference if it's Marie Hennon. It made no difference if it's John Gomeshi. The judge, Bill Horkins, is an excellent judge. He will apply the same standard to every single case. He could not care less who it is. He is a very good judge, period. Joseph, let's take a call from John in Brampton. Hello, John. Hi. You're on the air. Okay. Um, my comment would be uh, we all remember uh, uh, President uh, Clinton and some of his escapades. Um, I guess the difference there was that he was very much supported by the feminist movement and the liberals. Uh, the women involved in those cases were referred to as nuts and sluts. In this case, well, it seems that the media decided some time ago that uh, Mr. Gomeshi was guilty. Now, well, hearing the facts, I think there's, just a minute, I, th- I think there's a big difference in the Bill Clinton cases. There was... No allegation of assault or violence. Uh, it was it was a matter that he was denying that it happened because he's a politician. 
there wasn't well, anything potentially criminal. Adventures, and I think we have a, a similar situation with Gomeshi. Um, these women, in, in at the time when the truth was dragged out of them, were proven to be liars. And I would bet my last dollar that it would also involve a civil matter if uh, in fact he was found guilty. They were in it for the money. They went to this man uh, looking for favors and may have genuinely liked him. I, I honestly can't imagine that they would, but uh, I, obviously there was some attraction. It wasn't just based on the one negative interaction. They were still attracted to him after and went back to him after. And if there's anyone out there, any rational thinking person, who doesn't understand that these women lied, uh, what was it, 700 different communications back and forth between the... 5,000. <laughs> between the actress, uh, who I've never heard of before, um, and and the other woman who was, you know, suddenly a victim. We Somehow, let me, you know... You, you're a woman. I mean, great. Take pride in being a woman. But don't give yourself the additional title of victim. We, we, we just throw that at any time anything negative happens involving a woman, she's victim. My God, they aren't. Um, I've, got a, I've got daughters. I've got sisters. Um, if they were raped. I, I, I would want to deal with that person. That and 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 my God, what happened here? Uh, and rape are, are, I mean, they are pulls apart. Well, uh, something happened here, but uh, obviously uh, the something judge decided. It's like, but you know what? Let's. I mean, what would happen if if uh, you know a man needs a needs a girl in a bar and they have sex, and after uh, he wants her charged. With, uh, with assault or sexual assault because she bit him during the act. W would that fly? Maybe. I don't think there are too many police departments that, you know, that would, would actually charge this woman with that offense. But yet, the reverse. Yeah, yeah, they would. John? The man did something wrong. John, you know. thanks for your call. All right, thank you. Joseph, so again, we're seeing, you know, kind of, uh, I'm getting a, a lot of anger from male callers, and, and women are kind of feeling like victims. Does that surprise you? It doesn't surprise me, and, but, I, but I suspect that, you know, there's, you know, there was a lot of women reporting on these, uh, on this case as it was going on, and, you know, the comments that were coming out through the reporting was that these women are doing it to themselves, they're ruining their own cases. Let's flip this on its head for a second. What if, and I know the embarrassment factor, but what if each complainant, when they gave their statements to police, actually gave a full statement saying, well, I continued to see him, I was very attracted to him, I was really confused by all of this, and as I look back, I realized that this was completely non-consensual and I was taken advantage of, and uh, here's what happened. How, how might the case have played out then if they really disclosed it? Um, well, then the defense would have known, the prosecution would have known, and the cross-examination might have been different. Mr. Gomeshi might have had to testify. So I think really what we have to look at is, in spite of the fact that the judge relies on inconsistencies, I think in his judgment he's still relying on 
conduct that occurred afterward that impacts upon a judgment of, of whether there was lack of consent as well, that you still have to look at what, would, what happens when a witness comes forward or a complainant comes forward and just tells everything, embarrassing or otherwise. And then the police are in a position of being able to do a thorough investigation, and if it leads to charges, the prosecution is then able to be in a position to do a thorough investigation of all the issues. And we might wind up with a different case. That is a very interesting analysis. Again, I'm just, <clears throat> excuse me, looking at Twitter and, and you're seeing things like, what a great day for men in positions of power. What a sad day for everyone else. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I mean, I, I you know, people engage with each other, you know, uh, in, in position of power. One of the ladies was an actress and she's an Air Force captain, Right. That's a position of power, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, many women, thank God, in our society are judges and prosecutors. An overwhelming amount of prosecutors are women. I mean, women have reached status in, in Canada as they deserve based on merit. So I don't think that's the dynamic we're dealing with anymore. I really think what it is is intimate social relations is a very complex thing. People decide to relate and behave with each other in different ways for all sorts of different reasons, some of which you have. There's a different world out there. And, you know, this is just one of those odd dynamics with an odd state of facts where, unfortunately, the full story was not told for whatever reason, and there's not enough evidence or reliable evidence to convict. And that's just one case. Now we'll move on to the others. Okay, we have to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be back with Joseph Neuberger and more of your calls after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from 11 to 1. Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Here is Libby Snymer. We are back with reaction to the verdict in the Gian Gomeshi trial. He was found not guilty on all charges. And very interesting, the reaction seems to be splitting along gender lines. I'm following social media, and uh, women are not happy with this result. I'll read you some of the, some of the response, for instance, in this case, it wasn't the truth that set him free, but the dismantling of his victims. And it, it was the inconsistencies in the testimonies of the women who came forward. It was collusion between the witnesses. I'm here. I'm on the line with Joseph Neuberger, defense lawyer, and we're going to take some calls from people who've been waiting patiently. Jim and Pickering. Uh, good morning, Liddy and Joseph. You know, the details of this case, uh, the only word I can think of were sorted, and they're almost beyond my comprehension, really. And, you know, I have n no skin in the game. I've never been involved in anything like this, right? But we have two types of thinking going on. One is emotional thinking, and the other is rational thinking, which is evidence-based, right? And, you know, uh, Liddy, obviously I'm a man. But I'm not angry, and I haven't heard one man call in that wasn't angry, uh, that was angry. We're incredulous, right? I'm trying to understand, right? And I think, Liddy, that, uh, you know, the first caller you had, who was, uh, she was on the line when the verdict came through, and you let her say that uh, Mr. Gameshi needed psychological help. Well, don't you think that some of the accusers need a little help as well? 
you know, and and one question to you, Liddy, why why can they not accept uh, the judges, the court's decision? I respect women, and I respect the court's decision. I'm I'm just going by what I'm reading on social media, and I don't know why they can't uh, accept the judge's decision. But basically, it is very difficult for women to come forward, though I have to say that one encouraging thing that I heard in the lead-up to this, and this is from one of the rape crisis centers in the city, uh, Barbara Schleifer Center, they have seen a 30% increase in victims coming forward just as a result of all the publicity in this case. And I think that's a good thing. And another good thing that may come of this is that uh, women will understand, you know, it is hard enough to come forward with the evidence of what happened to you. But, you know, as as the old saying goes in the oath, you have to tell the whole truth. And the fact is, it may be embarrassing. And I can certainly understand how devastating it it must be to have that come out that both that they colluded on the evidence that you know basically they wanted to get him and also that that they continued to see him that they said nice things to him after this happened now i for one am not going to judge them on that because say one more thing yep my last comment you keep saying that things are hard for women to come forward. Things are hard for women. You know, Liddy, things are hard for men these days, too. And so I, I haven't heard you or anybody else say that, so I've said it. But I don't I don't condone any of it. It was sort of terrible. But things are hard for men today, too, because like Joseph said, some men are falsely accused for whatever reason, and you're going to be guilty almost no matter what. But thank you very much, Liddy. Okay, thanks for your call. Joseph. Joseph? Here. Here. So what do you think of what we've just been hearing? Look, I I agree with what the caller is saying, and I think we have to take a rational, dispassionate view of the case and the evidence and uh, accept it for what it is, that it is simply an analysis on the evidence. The one tweet I think that you commented on, it was it's not based on the truth, it's on the dismantling of the witness. That is a misunderstanding of the process as well. We don't just simply take the statement of a witness, whether it's a female complainant in a sex assault case or um, a complainant in another type of case, whether it be a man or a woman, and we don't just take it at face value. We have to deconstruct it and look at it carefully to assess whether it meets the threshold. So this is just the criminal justice system. And um, it's there to protect everybody. And there are men who are accused of crimes and women who are accused of crimes. Um, and so we have to protect everybody appropriately. So this will be uncomfortable for people. And it's unfortunately, you know, uh, one of those high profile cases which has brought this to the fore. But I don't think, as the statistic which is coming out now through the uh, Schleifer Center, that, you know, People are coming forward, and they will continue to come forward. I think what we have to be careful about is we must ensure that when people are before the courts that there's a fair process and that whether it's a man or a woman, they're not convicted of an offense unless the evidence is sufficient to prove guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. And I can tell you from practice over 23 years that people, whether they're men or women, often have motivations to come forth with an allegation to gain leverage in other proceedings. Typically, you see this in high-conflict 
divorce cases and uh, sometimes in, in other types of uh, cases. And we've got to be very careful to protect everybody's rights. Joseph, let's take a call. I have a female caller here, a rare event today in response to this case. Marion in Cambridge. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm pretty good, and you? I'm fine. Good. I, uh, when the trial was on, I followed it very carefully, uh, and I followed it this morning. Um, so I've read all the comments that the judge made. And uh, the first thing I wanted to say is I, I do believe that Gomeshi is probably guilty of, uh, of what he was accused of. However, my concern is, and I certainly agreed with the, the judge's uh, final verdict, but my concern is I think that these witnesses have really done a big disservice to all the women who have been sexually abused and who are going to go and tell the truth and nothing but the truth on the stand. I think that this is such a big case that there a lot of women probably are now thinking, you know what, I don't want to do this. Uh, when they have a, legi- a legitimate uh, complaint and they're going to tell the truth and they're probably going to get a good result, but I think they're going to back off and, and not go forward with it. And that's, that's what I'm upset about, about this case. That's a very good point, Marion. I really think so. Joseph? I think it's an excellent point, and I'm glad it was made by a woman. Because, well, you know, I, I've been following this case, and I've been saying all along, I don't know how they can convict him, uh, because the, the, all of the witnesses, I kept, every time a witness came on and finished, I thought, oh, I hope the next one is better, and then the next one wasn't yeah. better, and I think, oh, please, you know, the last one. Uh, I just, I, I think they did women a, a real disservice, um, and that's what is upsetting to me as a woman. Um, you know, like I said, he's probably guilty, and uh, uh, he's lost his job, and he's being shamed. Uh, he'll probably write a book, maybe, and make a movie, and make all kinds of money about uh, from this. But uh, anyway, that was my comment, and I knew you were short of women calling in. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Thank you for uh, correcting the imbalance, Marion. Okay, all right. Have a great day. Thank you. All right. And I just want to read a tweet from Kevin Donovan, the one of the Toronto Star reporters involved in breaking this case, and it's something that we should keep in mind. The judge says he's not saying these events did not happen. Right. You know, uh, it's... That's uh, right. That's right. These things yeah. probably happened. The question is, was it was it criminal? And again, you know... Here's one thing area that I'm a little confused about is you can't really agree to an assault. Yes, you can. You can? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course, there can be consent to an assault. In fact, there's cases where, you know, the issue was assault bodily harm. Can you consent to bodily harm? Because people who practice BDSM, and, you know, there are people who do that, um, are you allowed to consent to choking and to other things as part of a sexual act? And there, there is some, there is some case law on that. But uh, two people can consent to a fight. You, uh, uh, you can consent to have a fist fight with somebody, and if there's serious bodily harm, then that's no longer consent. That goes beyond it. But you can consent to an assault. You can consent to an assault, but there are different opinions on that, I think. No, the law is the law. An assault is a non-consensual touching. That's the law. If you consent to it, it's fine. So if two people want to 
mutually get into a, a, a fight, they can. It's not a criminal act unless you're not consenting to it. If you're forced into it uh, and then you're defending yourself, that's one thing. But you can consent to an assault. It's somehow often forgotten in, in our justice system because most people don't consent to get into a fight. It's really a rarity. But if they do, they can. I mean, that's that you have to prove a non-consensual touching. Joseph so, Neuberger, thank you yeah. so much for your help and all your insight into this as the verdict broke in the Gian Gomeshi case. Once again, everybody, Gian Gomeshi found not guilty. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from 11 to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.